time for re-engineering your finances with the founder of CP Weldy Group, Charles Weldy. This is Reengineering Your Finances. Walter Storholt here alongside Charles Weldy, founder and certified financial planner at CP Weldy Group, based in Chadsford, Pennsylvania, on Route 52. You can find him online at cpweldygroup.com. Charles, do you have your white coat on today? Uh, it sounds like you want me to be a doctor today, Walter. Yes, that's the that's yeah. the idea. You get to wear the white coat. You stayed at a Holiday Inn Express last night, right? Uh, <laughs> did I stay at a Holiday Inn Express last night? Yeah, uh, I'm not. I'm not so sure. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, you know the old the, the commercials from a couple of years ago where the doctor saving the life on the side of the road, and the the lady goes, "Thank you, doctor," and he says, "Oh, I'm not a doctor," and they look at him strange, and he's like, "But I did stay at a Holiday Inn Express last night." Oh wow! Okay, now I got you. <laughs> you remember you remember that one, right? Uh, a, yeah, I do. <laughs> a popular campaign, maybe a decade ago or so, something like that. In any event, uh, yes, you're going to be the financial doctor on today's show. And we've got a few patients lined up at the door, and they're having some unusual symptoms. Or maybe they're not so unusual to you, since you're the financial doctor. And uh, we're going to see what you think of these symptoms and maybe what you might prescribe them or uh, how you might help heal these folks that are lined up at your door looking for some advice and some help in what ails them. Sound good? Are you up to the task? Sounds pretty good. Let me uh, let me get my uh, weight coat on here. Right, yeah, I got and, it. And, and your stethoscope. You might want that. And the and the little hammer that you can hit the knees with just to t- test those reflexes, right? All, all of your little extra elements there. All right. I think Charles is prepared now. I hear it in the background. He's got all of his tools ready to go now. So uh, patient number one is going to come through the door here, Charles. Let's see what we can do to help. All right. So this patient presents with dizziness caused by following the up and down volatility of the stock market. What's that conversation with that patient going to look like? And, and what do you think? Well, I mean, depending upon the age of the patient, if the patient's young, I'd say, hey, volatility is the accumulator's best friend. You're accumulating. So you should pray for bear markets, for markets to go down. Because each and every month, you know, and you get paid via your 401k and invest that money, you know, you should pray for, uh, you know, lower, lower uh, average costs as opposed to higher markets because you'll be buying more shares. So it really depends on the age of the uh, investor. If you're young, volatility, you should embrace it and pray for bear markets. If you're a retiree with a stagnant portfolio, I mean, it's a little bit different. You know, now you're spending down and maybe then you should have a plan where, hey, uh, instead of having all your eggs in one basket, you should have a spending basket. And you should have a growth basket, as we talked about in previous um you know, podcast, uh, the soon bucket, uh, that money's your mark for income, maybe for the next 10 years, you're funding it, and you're not going to make a great return, but you're not going to lose anything. And pretty much that money will be there when you need it on a monthly basis. That allows you if you get the right amount in that soon bucket, to put the remaining balance in the later bucket for growth. And, uh, you know, not each year and not like all at once, but on occasion, We'll replenish that soon bucket to make sure that, hey, you got adequate income and adequate growth, and you really don't have to worry about volatility. You can embrace it. Embrace volatility. That's a little bit uh, a little bit different than maybe what that patient was uh, expecting to hear. But nonetheless, some good solutions there for them to walk out the door and start feeling a little bit better. They've, they've gotten a good prescription, and they're, they've got the Z-Pack, if you will, the financial Z-Pack, and they're uh, on their way to healing and feeling better. All right, it's a busy day in the doctor's office, so we've got somebody else coming in here to meet with the money doctor. It is uh, our next patient who has problems with paralysis in their financial decision-making process because they feel that they have too many investment options 
to choose from. They're just they're just overwhelmed, Charles. Well, I would just say, hey, let's simplify. Let's let's really simplify. Let's just look at all the investments in the universe and classify them according to asset class. So I'm going to say right now that there's only three asset classes as a general rule. Class number one would be cash. Asset class number two would be fixed income. And asset class number three would be stocks. So let's just focus on each three. Asset class number one, cash. The key to having cash is, look, you don't want too much because cash today really isn't paying much at all. So if you had too much in cash, you know, you're not going to keep up with inflation and it's going to like, you know, uh, really take away from your purchasing power. And you don't want too little in cash because if you had an emergency and you needed to access monies, you want to make sure you can take it out of an asset class that doesn't go down in value. So again, cash, you just want to make sure you don't have too much or too little, just enough. And as a general rule, we talked about income gap on a previous podcast. Hey, what's your monthly income gap? What do you need to supplement your lifestyle on a monthly basis? Let's just say in this example, it's 3000 a month. As a rule of thumb, you might have anywhere from six to 12 months, which would be like uh, three sixes or 18, three twelves or 36. You might have 18 to 36,000 in cash knowing that, hey, you know, it's not too much and it's not, you know, too little. It's just enough. So that's, you know, uh, an answer to, you know, number one, uh, you know, being overwhelmed with choices. Now we're looking at fixed income, Walter. Fixed income, basically, um, I look at it, you can only put it in three places. You can put it in short term, which is like maybe a year, three years, two years, one year. You can put it in intermediate term, which might be four years to seven years. Or you could put it in long term, which might be eight years plus. So depending upon, you know, whether you have short term, intermediate term, or long term fixed income, that's probably going to determine the rate of return you're going to get and also the volatility on your account. So when it comes to fixed income, you know, I, I, I look at it this way. I don't want to go long term. Uh, I'm okay with intermediate term, maybe seven years or less. And I'm okay with short term, one, two or three years. Uh, again, you're not going to make a lot of money on that, you know, investment, but by and large, as you need the money on a monthly basis to supplement your lifestyle, the money is going to be there to replace the paycheck that you lost when you retire. And then lastly, the third asset class is stocks. And stocks, you know, it can be overwhelming with, you know, different types of stocks, but it's a general rule. I look at six places to put your stocks. They could be international overseas. They could be domestic here at home. They could be more invested in growth as opposed to value, or they can invest in value as opposed to growth or a combination of both. And then you can have large companies and small companies. So when you take those six different you know, uh, classes of assets, when it comes to stocks, international, domestic, growth, value, large and small, and without like going too crazy, just take one sixth of your stock balance and put one sixth in each category. I think long term, you'll be better off than just sitting by and wondering like, hey, you know, am I making the right decision? You know, uh, I'm overwhelmed. And sometimes when you're overwhelmed, you make no decision whatsoever. Well, it's, uh, I would never have known that that patient would have that much uh, guidance and advice coming in with what sounds like a pretty simple ailment of, hey, I'm overwhelmed and I'm, I'm just kind of paralyzed to make a decision. But there you go, undoing the layers of exactly what's going on in that situation. You can see that there's a way out of that and uh, you know, good diagnosis there, Doc. Appreciate that. 
Uh, another patient coming through the door. No breaks for lunch today, Doc. you got to get on to the next one. And this patient mentions high level of anxiety. All right, so we had some overwhelmed feelings in the previous patient. Now we've got high levels of anxiety, but it's coming from watching the news every day for this person. Well, um, I have to admit, I'm kind of a, a culprit. I watch the news every day, but I don't watch the financial news. You know, I, I'm watching the political news, and I don't want to get political on this podcast, but by and large, I can't take my eyes off the TV, what's happening to our nation. But when it gets to financial news, I mean, I would just say to all the listeners of this podcast, turn off the news. I mean, you know, uh, if they told the truth, I mean, they'd say, hey, short term, it's unknowable. We don't know what's going to happen today, tomorrow. But long term, it's inevitable. I mean, if history is any guide, we know that stocks will outperform fixed income and fixed income will outperform cash. So that begs the question, why does everybody have their money in, in stocks? Well, the reality of it is the volatility concerns them. And, you know, when the money will be needed is also another matter. So, um, you know, I think they should focus, they being the investors, focus on, you know, watching sunrises and sunsets not daily stock prices and market volatility. And I think you know, their blood pressure will go down. They're going to be in much better shape. That's fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. That one has a relatively simple solution, doesn't it? Turn it off. <laughs> that can help solve that problem a little bit. All right, another patient's coming through. Uh, this one suffers from high blood pressure, and it's resulting from anger about bad financial advice they received in the past, and they just can't let go of that anger. It's probably causing some issues with trust and lots of other things. Yeah, so anger. I mean, um, anger is like uh, really tough to deal with, but you have to forgive. You know, and not only the person that caused you to be angry, but you got to forgive yourself. I mean, we're all human; we make mistakes. Uh, I was always trained, leave the past in the past, clean it up, focus on the present, create a better future. So if like, you know, there's someone that, you know, may have given you bad advice and, you know, there's a trust issue um, and, you know, you can't regain that trust, move on to a new advisor or, you know, move on to, you know, a better situation. Don't let like past experiences impact in a negative way your future experiences. I think, you know, that's probably the only advice I can give is uh, live in the present, create a new future, forget about the past. Great points all the way around, Charles. All right, only one more patient, then you get to go home for the day. This wasn't too bad of a uh, of a day. Patient coming in and they're complaining of losing sleep because he or she is retiring soon and worries about not having enough money. What's the prescription there? Well, you know, uh, I would tell the patient, you know, you're not alone. A lot of people feel the same way, but there's a longevity formula that I embrace from a gentleman by the name of Nick Murray is up in New York, and he's been preaching this for oh, probably like 20, 25, 30 years. And the longevity formula just says, hey, let's figure out what your monthly income gap is. And let's just say that your monthly income gap in this example is 3000 a month. That means, hey, I need 3000 for my investments because the rest of it's covered by my Social Security and my pension. And you take that 3000 a month, you multiply it by 12 months, and you got $36,000 a year that you're sure, you know, and that you have to continuously pull from your investments. So once we know that figure, 36000 a year, we can divide it by a factor. And the factor I'm going to use, Walter, on today's podcast is 4.5%. Why 4.5%? I mean, you probably heard of the safe withdrawal rate of 4%. I mean, I don't know how old some of these people are, but generally, you know, the older you are, the higher the percentage you can take out of your portfolio because your life expectancy is less than a younger person. But I'm going to use four and a half. So if I took 36,000 
which is my annual income shortage, divided by 4.5%, that would lead me to believe that, hey, if I had a nest egg of $800,000, I might be okay. Now, I'm not here to say like, hey, 800,000, you're going to outlive your money because there's inflation that's, you know, kind of has to be factored into that. But by and large, that would give most people on this podcast an idea of like, hey, do I have 800 grand? Oh, no, I don't. I only have 600 grand. I have to save another 200 grand to get to a point where I feel comfortable taking $36,000 a year for my portfolio. So the longevity formula is a good place to start. Um, you know, if you exceed it, great. You know, I think you're going to be okay. If you were at 800,000, probably some tweaking you got to do in terms of making sure that you're going to outlive your income. But if you're well below the 800,000, I think, you know, it's probably prudent to reduce your spending or maybe to work a little bit extra to get that nest egg to where it should be. Well, hopefully our patients walked away happy today and with some uh, good advice from the financial doctor, Charles Weldy. And if you would like to have a conversation about your situation, obviously we're having some fun with this on today's show. But in all seriousness, if you want to come in, have a conversation about your plan, where you stand, talk about some of these things that ail you. You know, are you having uh, experiences of lost sleep because of worry about money or feel like your blood pressure goes up maybe when you watch the news or because, yeah, you made a mistake in the past and you can't let it go or you're just worried about making mistakes into the future. There's too many question marks about your financial plan, and it's leading to stress and anxiety. There are solutions for those real problems that so many of us face, and it's often just because we don't have a good plan in place. You can go back and listen to our previous episode about customization. You know, you might have a plan, but if it's not customized to your needs, it can be still very tough to deal with and to have a successful financial future, and retirement. So solve for those things by getting a plan and talking to somebody who's done this for many, many years and helps people retire successfully each and every day. If you want to have that conversation... Yeah, go ahead, Charles. Yeah, I I just have one more bit of advice for our listeners on this podcast. Take two aspirin and call me in the morning. Fantastic. Take two aspirin. Call Charles in the morning, 610-388-7705. Or better yet, take two aspirin and just call now while you're thinking about it, too. Uh, 610-388-7705. Or go online to cpweldygroup.com, and we'll put the contact info. Just check the description of today's show where you can find that. Charles, that was a great way to end it. I appreciate that very much, my friend. And uh, we will look forward to talking to you again in a few weeks. Thank you, Walter. Appreciate it. That's Charles Weldy. I'm Walter Storholt. We'll see you next time right back here on Reengineering Your Finances. Financial planning and advisory services are offered through Prosperity Capital Advisors, PCA, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Registration as an investment advisor does not imply a certain level of skill or training. The CP Weldy Group and PCA are separate, non-affiliated entities. PCA does not provide tax or legal advice.